This week on Moms Moving On. It didn't happen overnight, right? You talk about the breakdown of the marriage and how it happened. It definitely, we, we were divorced 13 years ago. And we would never have imagined if you had told us, like if we were doing an interview 13 years ago and you said- We, we would have sat on the opposite sides, probably the room. Right. <laughs> We had to clean up the wreckage of the past. And I think that's so important for people to understand that when you're getting divorced and you have a child, I don't think it's possible for success or to be amicable if you haven't taken a look at what happened. We both at least agreed that it was nobody's fault. There was no villain in this story. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. We're back with another Moms Moving On, and I just want you to hold on to your seats for a second because you have no idea what's about to go down. This may be the most interesting interview we've done. Your heads will spin when I tell you that we are interviewing a couple of divorced people who have made themselves best friends. They go by the Instagram handle, Our Happy Divorce. They are exes who have learned to deal with each other, love each other as friends, and do all things right for the benefit of their kids. And we can learn so much from them. We have Ben and Nikki on today. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for having us on. This is, uh, we've been uh, flirting with you on Instagram for a long time, hoping that you would. Uh, Say hi. <laughs> well, hi, and I'm so you guys are here because the general consensus amongst you know, especially newly divorced women, either I hate my ex or my my ex hates me, and is getting along with your ex really a thing, or is this like the unicorn of relationships? People just don't understand. And so, before anything, I think it's so interesting to be able to interview a pair of people like you, but. What will you share with us about the breakdown of your marriage and the coming together of this beautiful co-parenting relationship? I will say this one thing is we are definitely, this is this is not a farce. We are definitely best friends, but we definitely fight. I mean, we still fight. We fought today as a matter of fact. No, it was fact. last night. Oh, last and night. I was about to text Michelle and tell Same. her we're going to have to put this thing on hold. <laughs> I mean, it, like it, it, the, the the parenting. But we fight like brother and sister. Yeah, and and, and it's one of those things that whether we're married or not, we would have different parenting styles. Like I have my wife now. We have two kids, and we have different parenting styles. So, but but to to some extent, it, we're lucky because there's a, a unified front most of the times, and there's communication. But but I think it got there. It didn't happen overnight, right? You talk about the breakdown of the marriage and how it happened. It definitely, we we were divorced 13 years ago and we would never have imagined if you had told us, like if we were doing an interview 13 years ago and you said- We, we would have sat on the opposite sides, probably the room. Right. <laughs> oh, right. I know. I know. I mean, I'm only three years out and there's, we're a lot better than we've been, but we still have a ways to go. And yeah. so I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, so we took the wins, the small wins, right? When we could. And, you know, the little things like we decided to go to, you know, in Florida, uh, you have to take a divorce class before you get the judgment of divorce. And so we went together. I didn't want to go with her. She didn't want to go with me, but we just sort of, we call it faked until and we I make it. I think it was like a weird bonding experience yeah, for us was. because we both hated this class so much that... 
it sort of like made us bond together a little bit, taking that class together, which was really strange. Yeah. And then it just became, you know, this, uh, we, we put our son first. And that was what you, you, know, you said is that there's a lot of language out there or platitudes about putting your kids first. But we literally put our son first. And we had a very, I mean, looking back on it, it was pretty simple formula. Uh, you know, two plus two equals four. Uh, everybody learns it. it's probably one of the first math equations. But when you're in a divorce uh, and you're making decisions on custody, financial settlements, you know, all the landmines, new partners, you could have three different answers to that equation, right? But as long as it equaled four for Asher, that's, that's the one we went with. Yeah. I mean, there were some decisions, there's some decisions today that, uh, you know, the, the, if I take an, in my ego, I take a perspective of my ego, that equation equals 100. But as long as it equals four for Asher, and, and, and that's the one we go with. That's one we've always gone And I think we still, I mean, there are still times like 13 years later that we still have to check our egos. Oh, yeah. Where, where we'd rather like scream, but instead we just go, okay, no, it's all right. Just let this well, one pass. I imagine nobody knows, I mean, nobody knows how to push your buttons more than an ex. So, hmm. hey. Except for a 16-year-old. A 16-year-old has learned really yeah. well. <laughs> but are you, you know, I, I know a lot of people will say, my ex just knows how to trigger me and knows how to make me angry. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's, that's why they're your ex. That's why they're right. your ex. Obviously, if you guys are in this space of friendship, you've both learned how to like, re- not react to the triggers or know like, oh God, Ben's just fucking with me again. Like, right. Yes. Or we know which triggers to react to and which ones to let slide. Which comes yeah. with a lot of time. Like you said, it's been 13 years for you guys. I would say it took two years before my ex and I could like, have a conversation that didn't end in a fight. And that yeah. was huge. That in itself was huge. It so- was a win, right? I mean, and let me just go back. I think the important thing is to talk about the, the our sort of secret sauce was one, we put our, well, actually that was two, deciding to put our kid first. One, we had to work on, you know, we, you talked about what happened in the marriage. Look, the marriage sucked. I mean, we weren't meant to be together. We were trying to fit a square peg. We were meant to have a child. That's what I always tell people. Like, I was meant to be a mom. Like, I was meant to be that child's mom. Right. And and so we would, you know, went through every red light, every blinking, you know, railroad track during the relationship. And we went and got married. I mean, I remember sitting, you know, looking in the mirror after I did my hair. I used to have hair. And thinking to myself, you shouldn't be doing this. Blonde hair, by the way. (laughs) At one point, I had blonde hair. (laughs) Easy, Tiger. Uh, You know, you should not be doing this. This is not right. And th- th- there's a difference between cold feet and being nervous and a, a sixth sense that this isn't right. And then... Wedding day, I got sick. Oh Basically, my- like, at the reception, I had to go and take my dress off. And, it, was, like, it was after she said sit, she did. Basically sit in the bathroom with yeah. my dress off and just sit, like, on a, in someone's... I think it was somebody gave me their jacket until someone brought me another dress. I was like, I can't put that dress back on. So... Like, my, oh my I, someone had to go get, like, anti-nausea medicine for me in order for me to, like get through the rest of my reception. So, so our divorce ended, exactly. Our, our marriage happened, but our divorce, you know, happened. And no one goes to their lawyers to file for divorce on a winning streak, right? right? It, it's not something like everything's great. There's, there's the fruit salad of every emotion that you don't want to be making major life decisions on. Right. There, there's fear, there's resentment, there's hatred, there's, uh, you know, uh, uh, toxicity. And so, for a while, it took a while for me to get there, but we had to clean up the wreckage of the past. And I think that's so important for people to understand that when you're getting divorced and you have a child, I don't think it's possible for success or to be amicable if you haven't 
taken a look at what happened. And 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 both we both at least agreed that it was nobody's fault. There was no villain in this story. So if you want to like go on and, and, and read the book for I mean, both of us probably could have found a villain in each other. No question. We both did or didn't do what we weren't supposed to do, right? And and, and so the, the movie will make a terrible Hollywood movie, right? Because there's no villain. And right. I mean, I'm sorry, the book. There, there, there's no villain. There's no villain in our, uh, our relationship because we went back and we cleaned it up and we took ownership for what each what we had done for uh, in our part, accountability and apologize to each other. My God, I love that you're saying that because it's so important. I think even if you guys didn't end up friends, and I'm so glad that you did, but yeah. even just moving forward with somebody new, if you can't hold yourself accountable for the wrongdoing that you were responsible for in your first marriage, like we all are, as much as you want to say, my ex was an asshole. I didn't do anything wrong. Everybody does something wrong. Right. In your marriage. And taking accountability in itself is just one of the best things you can do personally, let alone for your relationship mm-hmm. with a co-parent. Speaking of relationships, you're both remarried, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You both have started like new families. You live these new lives. Did this friendship of yours evolve before your new relationships or after you were both happily settled and realized, well, shit, we shouldn't be fighting anymore? I think if we... Uh, no, before. 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 And I think that we made it a point when we were serious with somebody else that... We wanted them to, uh, we hate this term that we use, but sometimes you just have to say it, buy into what we were doing. Like they couldn't, they couldn't, if they weren't going to join us in our, what? Our goals. Our goal for Asher, basically it wasn't going to work. Right. Putting your son first isn't conditional, right? right. It's not, it's it, it, half measures. Putting your son first will not get you half results. Like if I go to the egos, gym. There's no jealousy. There can't, we can't, we couldn't have any of that. Right. Well, that's my perf- like uh, sorry to cut you off but you got to be with some very strong and secure partners yeah to to be okay with this and making this work and saying hey wednesday night at eight o'clock i'm gonna go hang out with my ex because we're recording a podcast you know right well i mean and it goes further i mean to the absurd is last summer about a year ago this uh this week <laughs> we went on to a safari uh to africa on a safari just the three of us nikki myself and our son for two weeks. For two weeks. And nobody got <laughs> fed. No, to one the yeah, no one died. <laughs> but that's, you know, when, when, when I told my wife, it wasn't, oh, hell no, you're not going to Africa. And and this is also so uh And my husband epithet. was like, I can't be on a plane that long. You guys go have fun. Right. They, they, we wanted them to come. It, it, but it was one of those things where, you know, uh, Nikki's husband's the sheriff of Hillsborough County. So he can't just go off to Africa for 17 days. My wife has two young kids. Right. Um, so you have two young kids too. Oh yeah, I guess I do too. <laughs> I guess by uh, inception, yes, I do. Uh, but but the but the but the point is like it wasn't, and that's the way when two plus two equals four for Asher. I mean, did I don't even know. I mean, of course, we got the stupid jokes from people that were like, "Oh, did you sleep with your ex husband?" Right. We're like. No, that's the first question everybody asks. Like, but 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 the, I'm not the, thinking it. So you yeah, it, well, exactly. Every, right. So we just. Well, I would say hell no. Right, right. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing yeah. over and over again, no accepting way, different okay. results. Um, but one, one perfect example of bringing somebody new into the into the fold was when we got divorced. 
I guess I'm not ashamed of it, but you know, I was a mid- diamond. I, I was midlife crisis guy, was you know, diamond, diamond, crystal. Mercedes, crystal, whoever. <laughs> and Nikki calls me uh, and she says, I really would prefer you not to bring anybody around Asher until you're serious. Right. Cause she knew what I was going to do. She knew that I was, you know, not going to say, and, and, and first reaction, two plus two equals four for Asher or for, for me would have been hell no. Who are you to tell me who I can't and can't bring around, uh, who can and can't come around my son? But then two plus two equals four for Asher. She was right. I, you know, I have to be at least honest. It's not the best for Asher to have a revolving door of women in and out of his life until I'm serious about it. Because he's already traumatized by, you know, the divorce and, and, and what marriage means and what a relationship means. And now he gets a great opportunity to be, uh, have two role models in my wife and Chad to be with you know people that they love and have show a healthy, um, happy relationship. What it looks like. That is such an emotionally evolved perspective, and I love it. And I love that we're sharing that because I it's it's important that we normalize this sort of new concept of family, right? Like. Right. If 50% of marriages are going to end in divorce and the most of us are going to move on and remarry and have these new lives, like who says it can't be, you know, this mishmash of happy people that are just all coexisting? I, I don't know, if, Nick, you might have read uh, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. If not, you have to read it. I, I haven't read it. But okay, everyone's talking about it. And in the book, she not she, she leaves her husband, becomes a lesbian, and even now remarried to her wife, who's Abby Wambach, who plays for the USA soccer team. Oh, yeah. They're at dinner all the time with her ex-husband and his new wife. Like, it, it's just, and her concept is, this is what family is to us, so we make it work. And then you guys are like the living embodiment of that, and that's amazing. Nikki, tell me a little bit about, you know, so your husband's a sheriff, right? Yes macho guy like was he was he at first like put off by this you know ex-husband always hanging around he knew like we all he knew ben so he was sort of in the circle of our family through friends so i think that was actually probably harder for ben than it was for him yeah, I mean, talk about evolved person, right? You know, I mean, we just like- we just like not just, but we we had set out on this new path. We were sort of finding our groove, and, and finding our groove just means that we weren't doing the awkward drop offs. And I was coming in, and you know, we were just sort of slow. We did do all the awkward right. drop offs, and like didn't really talk. It was just kind of like okay. And then, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm this like spiritual giant now and I've put the past behind us and, 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 but, but, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about what I've done here. Right. I, I, I've, you know, turned a really bad thing into positive and all of a sudden Nikki and Chad start dating. Right. And here's a guy who I knew who, who was, you know, around when we were married and they, you know, when Nikki and I got divorced, he sort of, you know, she started talking to him and it happened. Right. And they fell in love and it doesn't, you know, I can look at it now. There's no question that those two are meant to be together. I mean, I, I was married to Nikki. She never looked at me like that. <laughs> she never held my hand like that. Right. I mean, she's never been, she would, if, if I were to run for sheriff or mayor while I, I was married to Nikki, she'd say, I'm divorcing <laughs> you. She would never be the, you know, running my campaign or do so th- they're meant to be together, but it was, it was a test, you know, it was a true test. And, yeah, and, and I'll tell was. you what the turning point was. It, it wasn't the turning point, but it really was the point where, I, I, I couldn't buy my bullshit even if I tried to sell it, was when uh, he called me to coffee 
And we actually went to the same coffee shop that Nikki and I did all the amends and, and worked out our custody agreement and our financial state uh, stuff. And he asked me for permission to marry Nikki. He was going to ask her to marry him. And I sat there and I tried to, t- you know, talk t- him out of it. Talk him out of it for about 15 minutes, but he, he wasn't hearing it. Look, at the end of the day, he was going to do it regardless of what I said. But it really was the moment where no matter how much I wanted to play off my ego or no matter how hard my ego was hurt, that this guy was good for Asher. He was good for Nikki. And that's all that mattered. Period. Hard stop. That matters. And I wonder how Asher, you know, because it's not, I mean, I'm sure Asher has plenty of friends whose parents are divorced, but how does he, what is his take on this, you know, sort of beautiful blended family that you guys have created? Is he like, oh my God, stop hanging out? No, he actually, we, we, we had him on a live stream with us last night. And that's what he said. He said, it's actually, he said, obviously any child would want their parents to stay together, but it's a bonus for him. He's like, I love my step parents. He's like, so it is a bonus that I have four. Sometimes it's not a bonus to him because there's four opinions telling him what to do and what not to do. But I, I think truly that if he couldn't have two par- us still married, that he is in the place where he wa- that that makes him happy because his brother and sister spend time at my at mine and Chad's house. So it's it we really are. It's crazy, but we're really are one big happy family. Yeah. And he, you know, look, I was a product of divorce, a complete opposite of what we wrote our book about. But, you know, look, you get two Christmases, you get two birthdays, you you know, that's the, that's the nature of it, right? You get double everything, but you know, he also gets uh, to be at my house and have the craziness of little kids running around and mayhem and not have the spotlight on him, you know, and then he goes over to Nikki's and it's like a, uh, uh, it's all about him. Yeah. It's a, it's a vacation retreat. You know, it, he, he gets to be an only child. And so he has been such, he, he, he wrote the, he ended the book and, and he wrote a chapter at the end of the book. It actually started with his entrance, his high school entrance, like what was it? Essay. Essay. And he wrote it about his four parents. It was, it was who uh, like, named somebody who made an impact on your life or who was influential. And, and we didn't, you know, hold him down and tell him what to write. He, he picked it on it his own. And let me read it. And I was like, what? He That's wrote this about your really parents? Is. It is yeah. so inspiring. And when you hear it from his perspective, it, it makes you want to call your ex and be like, I'm sorry. Right. What, can I, what can I do to make this better? But it does take two to tango. And, you know, a lot of times there's one parent, usually the less hurt parent in the divorce, right? Like the person who does the leaving is probably more inclined to want to be friendly towards the ex. And you don't always get that reciprocity. So I'm so glad, Ben, that you've become this emotionally evolved guru of, you know, <laughs> Mathematics and well, when you're at zero, it's not that hard to get a little bit like when two, the, you're okay. Yeah, it's not you know it, leaps and bounds is going from zero to two uh, on the emotional scale. But you know the the the, the one thing about it is, is that it it this is where the selfishness is going to come in, right? It, is that we did it for our son, and, and we you know 13 years later are remarried. We don't have to walk around that toxicity. For the rest of our lives, we don't have to, you know, every time Nikki's name's brought up, not for the most part, I'm not like, I don't cringe or I don't, you know, (laughs) me and my wife don't sit in our beds and talk about Nikki and talk about, you know, it just, it's ever consuming when it's bad. 
And then yet we put our cell, our son first and, and fell in line and put our ego aside. And all of a sudden, everybody's happier people throughout their whole lives, right? Because my parents didn't have a happy divorce. And for years, years, they walked around with this baggage of the past, this hatred, this toxicity that Nick and I are pretty much for the most part, except for last night, but are free from. <laughs> you know, we last night your live stream with um, Julia from Parents. I saw that. I love. No, her. that was uh, that was the podcast we did with her. We do a Monday night little thing with uh, Susan Guthrie and Kate oh, Anthony, yeah. and and we just you know we pick a topic and, and we discuss and and it's been great. Uh, and Asher was on uh, on Monday. I saw you did the thing with Julia from Parents. She's and great, yeah. Julia actually and I connected on Instagram a while ago. That's how I started writing for the publication because she was like, I'm a single mom. I like your posts, you know, and, and it just took off from there. And I love that she is really exploring the world of what it means to be divorced right. and parenting today because it is so different. Like, Ben, you were saying your parents, mine had a horrible divorce. Their divorce took nine years to finalize. They hated mm. each other. Oh, there were restraining gosh. orders, cops. It was like front page news in my town. I mean, it was a nightmare. And so when I got separated, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to let that happen. But again, it takes two to tango. Right. And I'll say my ex and I have come a long way. We didn't go to Africa, but we did go to Disney World together for good. Bella's first trip to Disney because she was two when we separated. And, you know, living in Florida, it's like a rite of passage to go to Disney World. And she was four already and had never been. And we could not agree on who was going to take her first. I'm like, screw it. We're going together. And yeah, like, that's right. I mean, that's how Africa was. We promised that we would, he, we always told him when he was little that we were going to take him to Africa. So I knew that I'd get in big trouble if I took him. Yeah, this, this book was already made, but the, but this we happy divorce would have would have, would have come Oops. to stop if she had taken, <laughs> and and vice versa. So, you know, again, that's that's one of the things when when we go back to three years divorced, you know, it wasn't this you know uh, fairyland of happy divorce. No, it we, wasn't this family trips. It wasn't no. It, no because we even say that we we did one family trip to Montana over uh thanksgiving and it was just a little too early <laughs> yeah we were a little too we were a little we were too like, like, on edge and like kind of wanting to scratch each other's eyes out and it was a it was just a hair too early but like instead of saying oh my gosh we're never going to do this again this was the worst thing that ever happened to us we kind of took like a couple months took a few steps back and said okay we're going to try this again yeah and, and you know the two to tango thing uh i, I have to tell you like what the work that I did on myself and where I came, because I left the house and it was all Nikki's fault. That's it. Very dramatically. Yeah. Well, we don't have to talk about that, <laughs> but it's, it's, in the, it, it's in the book if you want to hear about it, but okay. I left the, I, I, I took my ring off. I took a picture of our, of the two of us and I ripped it in half and I put the ring in the middle of it. it. I mean, dramatic. okay. It was like something I would have. It's not my finest moment, Michelle. But it happened. Speaking of made for movie, that's, that's right. Yeah, that, that, that's about as dramatic it's as like the a book Hallmark gets. Movie. But but it was all Nikki's fault, and and Ben, you know, Ben had no culpability. Right. And, and so you know, I did this work on myself. You know, it was about my part, and and at least with the understanding that it takes two to make a relationship, it takes two to ruin a relationship. And at the end of that, you know, the process, it was very clear. I wouldn't want her to be married to me either. Right. I took an honest look at myself and then I asked her to coffee and I went in the coffee shop with the uh, intention of making the amends. 
and saying I'm sorry. Not the intention of that everything was going to be great and we we're going to go forward and conquer and have this, you know, write a book 13 years later. It was just I needed to clean up and let Nikki know that I didn't blame her. It wasn't her fault. You know, I I was wrong. I, you know, I did I didn't do. I wasn't the man. I wasn't the husband. I wasn't the father that I thought I was. And you know, I came clean and I pulled it in. I said I was sorry, but it wasn't. For me, that was just for me to clean up my side of the street. And that's all we can do, right? But Nikki, how did that feel for you? Well, you I was like, scared to death to chair? go to coffee. Yes, I was scared <laughs> to death to go to coffee. I mean, like when he, I don't know, if, uh, did we text? Was it, I don't think it was text, text back then. No, I think I actually called you. I think we had to use the phone back like, then. Good. Like, you know, gut-wrenching. Like I didn't, you know, every, I had like a pit in my stomach. But you know what? I was like, there's nothing I can't, there's nothing I can lose by going to coffee with him. Right. But I mean, I think for me too, in the beginning of the divorce, I was much more, I wasn't as like ready to kill somebody like Ben was. I mean, my parents are still married 52 years later. Wow. So I came, I grew up with two parents, you know, with two parents being married. And, and you're I a fixer. Of, and I am. She would have said, she wanted to stay with me because like, of Asher, because I, of the guilt. I tried, yes. And I have like that Italian guilt that's all like on me. It's like Jewish guilt. Yeah, but I'm I'm a recovering Jew, so I don't have that anymore. <laughs> I have both. I'm Jewish and Italian. So. Oh my God, you're cashew. Oh no, you've got it both. <laughs> yeah. So I think for me, it was I was scared to death. But then I, I, I when I walked in, he did have coffee for me, and so it was kind of like okay. He's like he wasn't just like drinking his own coffee and ignoring the fact that, that he did know what kind of coffee I drank, but. His demeanor was different when I walked in. And I was like, well, we are in we are in a coffee shop. He can't exactly scream. Right. <laughs> I mean, he could, but. Yeah, I mean. So that, we, that was like one of the first times we've but, ever said we were sorry. But you said that's the thing. Felt, it must have felt like a weight lifted. Because I it know. It was, for me, 100%. It was always so tense with my ex. And understandably, he was upset. And once that that tension started to like dissipate a little bit. It was like fog clearing, like mm-hmm. it felt so much better and safer and easier to communicate. So I imagine it felt the same for you because dealing with an angry ex is tough. Sorry, Ben. No, look, <laughs> I, I was a miserable, miserable, uh, you know, Nikki and I had moved to San Francisco or from San Francisco. I'm born and raised in San Francisco and I moved to Tampa to be with, with Nikki and her family. And all of a sudden, somehow that became her fault. Somewhere right. along the line, right? It be, I resented her for moving me to Florida. Like she took me and knocked me over the head and, you know, put handcuffs on me and threw me in the plane. Uh, and but, at but, that point, I resented me for moving you there. <laughs> right, right. And, and so, you know, the, the idea behind, uh, you know, cleaning, I, I think we're only accountable for what we can control, right? And, and so that coffee shop, I didn't go in there saying that she was going to apologize back to me or that, you know, there, with any expectations, except for just to clean up my side of the street and that's all we can do. And so if Nikki, you know, had, you know, threw the coffee in my face and walked out of the room or whatever, it would have been okay. And, you know, because I had, I, I, that's, I can't control how she was going to react. Now, the, the sorry back was, it was just as earth shattering as a hot cup of coffee in my face, to be quite <laughs> frankly. Because that's, you know, we don't say we're sorry even today. I mean, she sort of half throat, you know, we got in a fight last night. I and she, sorry she half ass sent me in a sorry. But uh, I'm you know, usually, and I'm sorry, but. Right. But the, to yeah. Nikki, to Nick, now I'd speak Nikki now. Right. And I can accept that Nikki talk. It's I'm sorry. But in other words, I was wrong. I'm sorry. You but know, I'm X, like, y, and Z. right. I'm the Nikki whisper now. That was her way of saying she was wrong and she was sorry, period. 
No buts. It is sometimes nice, like like I was saying earlier, you know what makes them tick and you know how to speak to this person, even if you're not with them anymore. And even now, like, you know, I know I know how to joke around with my ex and I know when to drop bombs and right. information on and like the lice comment. Yeah. Yeah. That part, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the lice comment wasn't going to piss me off now. Three years ago, I would have been like, are you like, you know, and Bella, yeah. of course, she's five and she's going on like 25 and was like, daddy. We don't say those things, <laughs> you know, and so that was fine. But that was off camera. We were talking, you guys. That's a, that's a whole other story. Hey, guys, Michelle here. I hope you are loving this episode as much as I am. We'll be back with more. But first, a word from our sponsor. Divorce is never easy. And when children are in the picture, it can be extra tricky especially when communicating with your ex is a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive, and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. FAIR helps eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. In the long run, creating a loving environment for your kids. Here's what you can do on the FAIR app. There's a time-sharing calendar to track custody, exchange days, and never forget those special events documentable text messaging, and an expense tracker so both parents can add and monitor expenses, track receipts, and add notes. GPS check-in, that's a court-verifiable way to document your presence at all GPS-verified locations. A monthly parenting report to download with your details. A private journal to take notes, add photos, and screenshots. A file vault to keep your records, photos, and documents organized and in one place. The opportunity to export all of your records into a convenient, time and date stamped PDF when you need documentation for legal matters. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. FAIR allows you to experience co-parenting in a totally new way, simply, inexpensively, transparently, and fairly. Lose the he said, she said, and be the best parent you can be. Be F-A-Y-R FAIR. Subscribe at BeFAIR.com. That's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com. And then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. Go to fair.com for more details. Don't forget to use the code Michelle to save 20% off the cost of the app. Before we run out of time, we got to talk about this book. So they wrote a book, Our Happy Divorce, and it will completely change your perspective on what it means to be a good parent, a good co-parent. I mean, even if you're married and you've never been divorced, it's just all about being child-focused in the most transformative and vulnerable times of their lives. How did the idea for the book come about? That was all Ben. Cause I'm a little more reserved and a little, you know, I kind of, I try not to put everything out there, but right. then I, I needed a little coaxing. Yeah. About two years worth of yeah. coaxing. So, you know, and it wasn't that I, that I didn't want to do it, but it was just more like I was a little too shy to do it. Yeah. And, and, and look, there, there, there's an evolution, right? We never, meant to write a book. It I was kind of like, who wants to listen to me? Well, but, but it came, I think you were more open to it after, you know, look, we live our lives on social media, right? With our friends and our family. And we would just post our lives. And part of those lives were, you know, family dinners, pictures. family and dinners. That we, our, like high school people that I haven't spoken to in how many years? 20 some years? 20, yeah. 20 some years. Um, just write to me and be like, I don't, I don't understand. How did you do it? Yeah. And these questions, and then, you know, uh, I think eight years ago, instead of putting out two Christmas cards or holiday cards, 
we decided to do it together. It's, and, it's amazing. And so we sent that, we sent, so this was just our live without even like, you know, wanting to write a book. But then I thought to myself, you know what? We've been doing that for that long. Yeah. Wow. I just looked at him. Uh, but, but, you know, the, uh, the idea came from me because of some struggles I've had in my life uh, around drugs and alcohol and, 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 you know, just the power of relatedness, the power of, you know, connecting with somebody through experience. So, the, so the book was just meant to be our story, right? It was just meant to be an inspiration. It's not a model. You know, I, I appreciate what you said, but it's not like, we're not super parents. We're not, we're just two people who got it right, you know, and, 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 and put on a cape, everyone. And it's all that any of us want to be. We want to right. we want to come to the end of our lives and say, I did it right. right. And a lot of times when you are going through the motions of divorce and carrying this anger for how this person, quote unquote, ruined your life, right. you lose sight of that. And so yeah, 100%. This, this kind of helps you really reevaluate and reshift your perspective to, again, what matters most, whether it's at your Asher, my Bella, any kid who, you know, doesn't sign up for this and has to get dragged through it. The least they can get are two parents who want to be as involved with each other in this child's life, get along for the better of them, and just set the set the example that, you know, you can agree, but you can disagree. You can agree to disagree. You cannot love each other and you can still coexist. And so I think all of those lessons are so valuable for any kid, no matter their age. And it's a, really you, you just talk, the, the 13 years, it, it's funny because it took four years to write the book. And part of that reason was because our lives had gotten so much more closer and with our exes and we realized, you know what? We they kind need, of had to keep rewriting. We had to rewrite it because it just kept, you know, like it, the Africa thing wasn't even, was two months before the book came out. And so, but, but one thing that we realized was what an important role step-parents play and how we wanted to highlight Chad and Nadia for what they do to, to help this happy divorce. No matter how easy it is, it's never easy. Right. Especially for step-parents. And, and they're an addition, not a subtraction to our happy divorce. So that, so we asked them to write chapters in the book. Yeah. And so then we did another rewrite. And and then Asher he wrote this thing and we're like, he has to be in a chapter in the book. So he gets, so there's five authors really uh, uh, of the book. and it, But it just shows you in, the, in those four years, the evolution of, you know, our happy divorce you know, like you're just three years, but I like ours was that way. And, and every year you look back and you're like, wow. Like you we've know, made some big steps. We've made year. some big steps this year. And, you know, it just, and now we live seven houses apart and, and you know, Nikki's the, um, Nikki and Chad, if anything, God forbid were to happen to Nadia and I, they, you know, they get our kids. So they're both very excited about, my kids are very excited about that. Oh my God, that's know. terrible. <laughs> Well, I love this on so many levels. I love it that the two of you are obviously as connected as you are. I love that your new partners appreciate and support this because that in itself, that's a whole nother topic. It is. I have you back for that because very rare to say the least. I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's you're you're living the best that you can and you're setting such a great example. This book is definitely, if you are going through it and really wanting to connect with your your ex on a different level, or you're looking for a little hope and inspiration on what a true blended family can be. Uh, you got to check it out. Where can we find the book? It's on Amazon, I'm sure. Yes. Everywhere books are sold really. And uh, our websites, our happy divorce, will give you links. Uh, our happy divorce.com will give you links on where to buy it. And if you don't, you know, uh, want to read it's 
really a simple story uh, and, and you can listen to podcasts like Michelle's or, uh, you know, it, it's just about we put our kid first and we sucked up our ego and put our big boy pants on and decided <laughs> not to stick our son with an emotional bill for something he had no choice in. He didn't pick the restaurant. He didn't order the food. He didn't pick no. the wine. But, and, and so he shouldn't pay for the bill. Absolutely. Amen. Well, that's a way to leave it. I usually end with, um, you know, a quote, an inspirational quote, but we're going to switch it up for this. That was pretty good, Ben. Really? Yeah. yeah. That, that, Come on, Michelle. I, I love your quotes. I want to hear okay. a quote. Are you, you going to give, give us a quote? quote? I give my wife, I show her quote on your Instagram all the time. I was like, this is the coolest woman in the world. Read this because she's okay, a therapist. I want to hear a quote then yeah. tonight from you. I want you to, I want a quote that pertains to your view of Nikki and Nikki, I want something, uh, it could be a quote, a song lyric that is like, oh my God, that's so Ben, good or bad. Um, mine would be Brass Monkey. I'm just going to say Brass Monkey because he rides with the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I should have thought of something better. Oh, <laughs> but that was the first God. thing that came into my head. Oh, my God. I almost called it a different song. Yeah, the, 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 you know, Brass Monkey's the liquor, don't you? There you go. I drink, you don't. Right. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. What, what's mine? Oh, I got to do yours? Yeah. Um, Mm. Oh my God! No, I got like. no. I'm trying to be too good or too brilliant, and I would just say that. And this isn't a quote or a song lyric. I would just say that seeing the evolution of Nikki from when I first met her at 21 years old to being married to her for seven, you know, for now being divorced for 13. I'm old. She's old. <laughs> uh, she's the she's the same spirit. She's the same fiery woman, but. Her evolution as a woman, as a mother, I'm glad I still get to see it and I get to witness wow, it. Wow, that really blew away my brass monkey. Go to hell. <laughs> Someone got if, if, if anybody ever says, says oh, I said that, I will deny it. I, I love that you said that. Nikki, um, you are... You, you are a phenomenal woman. I can tell on so many levels. So I appreciate Thank you. Ben. Um, and you can now give us your inspirational quote because I do like to end with that, with a piece of advice or a quote that you can share with our listeners that will inspire them to take the next step in making their co-parenting relationship great again, pun intended. Mine's not very inspirational, but it's just a statement. Don't underestimate how traumatic divorce is for your children. Wow. It's bad. Even, even as good as ours is, it's still bad. Very good. I like that a lot. I, I think the ability, the capability, and the capacity of every human being, every human being has, is to be happy. We all have that right, and we all have the ability. But we can't do it if we live in the past or we live in the future. And Nikki and I could never have had our happy divorce if we didn't clean up the wreckage of the past. And if we kept if we kept on making decisions of all that negative feeling, uh, uh, you know, you can't, you shouldn't be making any decisions. Uh, major life decisions in that space, much less ones that have to do with another human being and your and your child. So, uh, you know, live in the present, clean up the wreckage, and and go forth and conquer. <laughs> there you have it, folks. We have Nikki Di Bartolo. We have Ben the Brass Monkey. Help on. <laughs> you can follow them at Our Happy Divorce. You'll be happy you did. 
And if you have any questions, they can email you, DM you. What's your preferred method? Of uh, email uh, at, at uh, Benjamin at Our Happy Divorce or uh, Nikki at Our Happy Divorce or DM social on media. social media. It's easier. Um, yeah. and, and if you just need help or you need advice, you know, we're not professionals. We're not lawyers, but we would be happy to help you out for whatever you need. Sometimes it's the advice that don't come from the professionals that really exactly stick because that's, you know, there's no dime on that. The clock isn't running. Okay. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michelle. You know where to find me. Happy to help for whatever it is that you're going through. If you have topic ideas, you want to join us on the show or you need a coach, hit me up. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.